0: So, today's topic is the Renaissance in England. Renaissance derives from the Latin word, which means a rebirth. The word was first used by Italian scholars in the mid 16th century to express the rediscovery of ancient Roman and Greek culture. Modern scholars use the term to express a great variety of interdependent changes Europe underwent politically, economically, and culturally between 1450 and 1600. The religious outcome of these changes is expressed through the term Reformation, a sequence of events which were closely bound up with the Renaissance. In England, the Renaissance is usually thought of as beginning with the accession of the House of Tudor to the throne in 1485. Politically, this marks the end of the period of civil war, among the old feudal aristocracy, that is, the Wars of the Roses in the mid fifteenth century, and uh, the establishment of something like a modern efficient central state, and the date is close to that of the introduction of the printing press into England, an invention without which uh, the great cultural changes of the Renaissance could not have occurred. Culturally, uh, the first important period in England was the reign of the second Tudor monarch, Henry VIII. This was the period of the English humanist, that is, Thomas More, Grosin, and Lenacher, and the poet Sir Thomas White. Several distinctive features characterize the English Renaissance. First is uh, the lateness of its impact. European scholars had already worked on the ancient Greek and Latin writers and had produced works of their own inspired by these classics. In consequence, English culture was revitalized not so much directly by the classics as by contemporary Europeans under the influence of classics. Castiglione's the courtier, Machiavellis, the prince, Aristos, Orlando were as important in the English Renaissance as Virgil's *Aeneid* or the place of Seneca. So it is important to notice that Lord North's translation of Plutarch Lives came not from the original Greek but from a French version. so Such an influx of foreign influence, both contemporary and ancient, indeed overwhelmed the native English tradition. But there are two factors to be considered as arresting this foreign influence. Second is, uh, first, England was an island cut off from Europe, and it developed its own independent culture, as shown by the Reformation. And thirdly, a thanks to the works of Chaucer, the native literature was sufficiently vigorous and experienced in assimilating foreign influences without being enslaved by them. And the fourth characteristics of the English Renaissance literature is that it is primarily artistic rather than philosophical and scholarly. And fifth is the coinciding of the Renaissance and the Reformation in England, in contrast to the rest of Europe where the Reformation succeeded the Renaissance. So the English Renaissance was largely literary and achieved its finest expression in the Elizabethan drama, which began to excel in the last decade of the 16th century and reached its height in the first 15 years of the 17th century. So its first exponents were Christopher Marlowe, Ben Jonson, and Shakespeare. Non-dramatic poetry was also extremely rich and reached its peak in the same period in the works of Spencer, Sidney, Shakespeare and Dunn. And the most ambitious product of English Renaissance poetry, that is Milton's Paradise Lost, appeared as late as 1667. So native English prose shaped itself more slowly than poetry and Thomas More wrote his Utopia in Latin. Bacon wrote his major works in Latin rather than in English, because only through Latin could the English writer reach out to the serious European readers. Nevertheless, English prose developed with vigor in native English writers such as Roger Asham, Thomas North, Richard Hooker, in the English works of Bacon and the translators of the Bible.